Hey, this is Rodney Gage. I'm the pastor of Rethink Life Church in Orlando, Florida, and this is our podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out today. I hope it encourages and inspires you to live with a new perspective, make better choices, and have a greater impact with your life. Here's today's message. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Rethink Life Church Online. My name is Michelle Gage, and I'm so thankful that you joined us today. Why don't you take just a second and hit that share button there. If you're on Facebook, this is a great way for us to share hope and joy with people around us, with our friends and family. It's such an an easy way for us to join with God in sharing the hope that's found in Jesus. So today, we're going to continue our series called The Prayer Dare. It's been incredible as we have pressed in and we've prayed, um, and we're going to do this for 30 days. We're in week four right now, which is amazing. We're on this journey together to see what God has for us, and we know that God is doing incredible things, and we are believing with you in prayer, and we know that even God is doing more than we can ask, imagine, or sometimes even more than we can see. I am a testament to that. I know that God is at work, and he's been at work in my life. So today we're going to continue that thought, and today I want to talk to you about proximity and how there is power in proximity in prayer and why it's so important. The definition of proximity is defined, the state, the quality, or the sense or fact of being near or next to, the state or quality of being near in relationship. Today, I'm going to talk to you about this relationship in prayer, because relationship is everything when it comes to prayer. We can be in the same place physically, but we can be away from somebody relationally. And God desires a relationship with us. That's why it's so important that we are in relationship in close proximity to God through prayer. So today, I want to tell you a story and read to you a story from the Bible, and it's about a young boy named Samuel. He was uh, serving in the tabernacle, and the tabernacle was the place where they said the presence of God was, because they had the Ten Commandments there, the Ark of the Covenant that was given to them on Mount Sinai, and the tabernacle would move from place to place, and this was the presence of God. And this was young Samuel, 12 years old, serving under the priest Eli there in the tabernacle. And this story picks up in 1 Samuel 3, and we'll begin with verse 1. It says, Meanwhile, the boy Samuel served the Lord by assisting Eli. Now in those days, the messages from the Lord were very rare, kind of interesting, and the visions were quite uncommon. And one night, Eli, who was almost blind by now, had gone to bed, and the lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle next to the ark of God. The lamp of God, they would... Samuel would actually get up early in the morning and he would refill the oil and make the wick ready so that the lamp of God would not go out. They did not want the lamp of God to go out. So we know this was early in the morning because they were talking about it quite had not gone out yet. It, It had been burning 
all night long. And it was early in the morning when this story happened. And suddenly the Lord called out to Samuel. He said, yes, Samuel replied, what is it? He got up and ran to Eli and he said, here I am. Did you call me? And Eli said, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. And this happened three times where, where the Lord said, Samuel, Samuel, and, and Samuel ran to Eli, and Eli said, I didn't call you. And then it says, then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So he said to Samuel, go and lie down again, and if someone calls you again, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel went back to bed. And the Lord came and called as before and, and said, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replied, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Such a powerful passage of scripture. As we learn what it is to be near yeah. to God, it says he was near. He was sleeping near the ark of the covenant there in the tabernacle. I can just imagine this young boy, 12 years old, that was so passionate. He knew everything that he was supposed yeah. to do. Eli had taught him everything. He had mentored him about how to make sure that the, the lamp didn't go out and how to do certain things. And, and how to pray and how to, to bring people at, to pray outside. And he knew everything he was supposed to do, and, but yet he was longing and drawing near yeah. to the presence of God, the Ark of the Covenant. He wanted to sleep next to the Ark of the Covenant. Oh, that our hearts would be that way towards yeah, God. You know, oh, that we would want and desire proximity that's to the good. presence of God in our lives. It's so important. You know, isn't it interesting that the tabernacle was the presence of God? It's where it moved from place to place, the Bible says. And, and people had to move with it to be close to the presence of God. But aren't you thankful today that because of Jesus, we have the Holy Spirit with us, and He is always with us. He says He will never leave us or forsake us as His children, and we have the presence of God with us at all times. But isn't it true that sometimes you can live in the same home with somebody? You can be close in, in physical proximity, but in relationship, you can be far from that person. Yeah. It's even true with the Holy Spirit in our life. He's with us at all times. He's in close proximity to us. But it's our responsibility to press in and to have relationship with God, so relationship with the Holy Spirit in our life. But aren't you thankful that, that we don't have to have a building that we go to to experience the presence of God? We have the Holy Spirit with us. So during this time that we've had this, these stay-at-home times, during this quarantine time, during this COVID-19 craziness, God's presence has never left us. Yes. Even though we miss each other, we miss being together so much. And because of the school district situation, we can't come together where we meet. But that has never replaced the presence of God in our life. Yeah. We don't have to go to a building like they did back then, the children of Israel. They had to go to the tabernacle and get as close as they could to experience the presence of God. But he has never left us because of Jesus. I just, I just want to say thank you, Lord, for that. Thank you, Lord, for that. That I don't have to go through any person. I go directly to the Father because of Jesus and his Holy Spirit. 
Spirit is with me. So today I want to talk to you about being in close proximity with God. How can we be in close proximity with Him? Because we can be in the same room, we can have the Holy Spirit in our hearts, but still not be close to God. It's a gift He's given us. But we have some things that we need to do to be close to God and close to God through prayer. And the first thing I want to tell you is that we have to pursue His presence. For Samuel 3 3 said that the lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle near the ark of God. He was pursuing His presence, even though when God spoke to him, he didn't know his voice. You see, he was doing all the right things. And, and sometimes in life, we can be brought up to do all the right things and taught all the right things, the right things to pray, even the religious things. But it's not about a religion. It's about a relationship. Yeah, right. And so when God spoke to Samuel, he didn't know his voice, but he then, Eli, introduced him to the voice of God. Yeah. And Samuel met God that day. Even though he had been near and he had been pressing in, he became into a relationship with God. And the Bible tells us in, in James 4.10, in 4.8, or excuse me, 4.8, um, these are some of my favorite scriptures, but it says, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. Yeah. It's a promise that if we draw near to him, he will draw near to us. You know, I want to tell you a little bit about Samuel's mother. Her name was Hannah. And so Samuel was 12 years old. So 12 years prior to this, probably 13 years prior to this, Hannah had come to the tabernacle. And she had gone close because she was so depressed. She was so distraught. She was in so much pain in her life because she was not able to have a child. And she wanted a child more than anything in her life. So she got up and she went towards the tabernacle as close as she could get because you couldn't go inside. And she knelt at the tabernacle and prayed and prayed that God would give her a child. And Eli actually even saw her praying outside the tabernacle. And he said that it looked like she was just mumbling because nothing was coming out of her mouth. But she he was praying out of desperation, pressing into the presence of God as close as she could get and saying, I'm in pain. I've been made fun of. I've been humiliated. God, I need you to answer my prayer. I need you to give me a child. Well, did you know a year later, God gave her that child and his name was Samuel. So he, this was God's miracle for Hannah. Samuel was the answer to prayer that Hannah had pressed in to the presence of God. She had done all that she could to press in to the presence of God. This is the kind of prayer that God responds to. This is the kind of relationship that he wants to have with us. He wants us to pursue him. You can't have relationship without pursuing relationship. You've got to press into the presence of God. We have to have that deep desire in our hearts and in our minds. We choose how close we're going to be to God. Mm -hmm. It's It's not up to God. 
He's done everything he can. He's come as close as he can. He brought us his son Jesus to earth so that he could have relationship with us, forgive us of our sins, make us right in right standing with him. But we're as close to God as we want to be. So we got to press into the presence of God and pursue the presence of God in our life and our busy schedule. You know, COVID kind of slowed us down and, and we weren't so busy anymore. But now we're starting to pick it back up. And have we left the importance of the presence of God to the side in our relationship with him? We've got to continue to keep that. In my life, systems are so important. And it's so important for me to get up early and and step into that time with God, whether yes. it's through worship, putting on a worship song, just getting my heart right and, and my mind right and my perspective right, you know, knowing that my God is faithful and he's in control, even though this world is completely out of control. My God is in control. Yes. And I have to remind myself of that. And I do that by... By pressing in to the presence of God. And that proximity is our choice. We can either ignore him or we can embrace him in our life. God's voice is found in his word. So as we press into him, you got to press into his word, press into his people, press into the presence of God. This is how we go, we become close to him. Number two is position your heart to hear. Position your heart to hear. You know, 1 Samuel 3.10 says, And the Lord came and called as before Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replied, Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. We have to position our heart to hear. We have to be in proximity, positioning our heart, our mind, our spirit to hear from God. And we do this by having a humble heart. We have to humbly come before our God. You think about this 12-year-old boy. He'd grown up in the, t- or in the tabernacle since he was three. And his mother and dad had, had uh, dedicated him to the Lord when he was three. And he had grown up there learning and, and serving and, and doing all that Eli had asked him to do. But he had a humble heart. Yeah. He was humbly doing all that he could do to know God and to press into his presence. He wasn't only young at heart, but he was young in humility, and he had this humble spirit about him. Matthew 18.4 says, So anyone who becomes as humble as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. The heart of Samuel has to be our heart. Yes. A heart of humility coming, coming before our God. A heart of humility coming to people around us, whether that's in a life group or in a prayer circle, humbly coming and saying, you know, I want to hear from God. I want to hear from God. I need to humbly submit myself and hear what God might be saying to you, to me. That's how we find healing in our life. That's how we find freedom in our life. That's how we make right choices in our life, as we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, because that's when He will lift us up. We have to humble ourselves before Him. The Bible says in 2 Chronicles 16, 9, The eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those hearts who are fully committed to Him. Isn't it crazy sometimes how you see God using the most unassuming people 
to do his work because he's searching the whole earth and he's looking at our hearts and he's looking for hearts that are fully committed to him. Psalm 25 verse 9 says, he leads the humble in doing right and teaching them his way. We have to have a humble heart. It's all throughout the word of God to humbly come before our God in order to hear him. The second thing we've got to do is have a clean heart, not just a humble heart, but a clean heart. This is a scripture that I I have to pray over and over and over. And it's Psalm 5110, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Our spirits are responsibility. Jesus has done the work to clean our heart. And we just have to ask God, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Some days over this COVID, I I don't know. Sometimes it's brought out the the worst in me and the best in me. But on the days it's brought out the worst in me, I'm praying this over and over again. God, you know, create in me a clean heart. Renew that right spirit. Because I want to have a heart that hears the voice of God. If we allow sin, if we allow things to come between our relationships with our relationship with God or our relationships with others, then we can't hear the voice of God. If we're in anger, if we're in jealousy, if if we're in competition, we cannot hear the voice of God. Amen. We need to, to ask God to renew a right spirit within us yes. so that he, we can hear his voice. We, I want to be a person that's sensitive to the heart and the voice of God, somebody who's ready to listen, somebody who has a humble heart and a clean heart, ready to hear from God. Don't you? Yes, I think we all we all want to hear from God. We have prayers that we want God to answer. We're, we're speaking to God, but we need to hear from God too. Relationship is, is two ways. Yeah. It's not just one way. Us talking to somebody all the time is not a relationship unless they're speaking back to us, yeah. right? That's what relationship is. We can speak to God in prayer, but we better be hearing from God. Yeah. We have to hear from God, and we do that. By learning to listen and having a heart to hear, a humble heart and a teachable heart, a heart that is clean before him. Uh, C.S. Lewis says, God whispers in our pleasures. He speaks in our conscience, but he shouts in our pain. Mm. I know that some of you right now, you're, you're in pain. You've gone through some difficulties right now. This is the time for us to humble ourselves. And make sure our spirit is right and clean before him so that God can speak to us through our pain. Because that is one of the greatest ways that he can grow us to be more like him, to make more of an impact for him in this world. Because we're only really here to make a difference for him. We're here for a purpose, and that's to have relationship with him and to bring people into relationship with him. And we have to do that. And sometimes this world is not perfect, and this world is not our home. We have a home in heaven that's perfect, but sometimes God speaks to us through the pain and the challenges that we're going through, and we have to be ready and humble and willing to hear from him during that time so that he can grow us. The Bible says in Hebrews 3.15, says, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart against him. Let him speak to you. 
Don't allow, allow the pain or the disappointments or the discouragement in your life to harden your heart. Keep a soft heart, a heart that is right, pure and clean and humble before Him so that you can hear His voice. Yes. He's speaking. So we just need to listen. So this is ways that we can come close to God. And the third thing is to practice obedience in our life. Now, this one's not an easy one either. I don't know. I think all of these are about as simple as possible, but they are not easy. Life is challenging, and sometimes it's hard to practice obedience. It says, when Samuel heard the voice of God speaking to him, his natural response and his urgent was reply, here I am. Here I am, God. I'm your servant. Speak to me. And that needs to be our heart as well, just an obedient heart that is ready and willing to say, yes, God. Now what's the question? Yes, God. I say yes. I I say yes to what you have for me. Psalm 119 verse 60 says, I will hurry without delay to obey your commands for me. Don't you know that when God's voice is speaking, we have to know and hear what he says, but we have to be willing to do whatever it is he's asking us to do. Because that, that's our relationship with him. I love what our friend Sean Lovejoy says. As a leaders, we should be ridiculously responsive. I love that. Ridiculously responsive. How much more as believers in relationship with our Heavenly Father, when our God speaks to us, we should be ridiculously responsive because He loves us. He wants the best for us. He's at work behind the scenes. And if we're not on mission with Him, if we're not obedient to Him, then He can't accomplish what He's wanting to accomplish through us. we got to be ridiculously responsive. You know, I there's been a couple of situations over COVID that God has really spoken to me about this. I, one morning, I woke up, I think it was like 4.30 in the morning. And you know, it could be my age. For sure, it could be my age. And, and, but I kept th- thinking, i got to just go back to sleep, go back to sleep. And God kept saying, get up, get up. And that's kind of unusual. I, I don't normally hear that. I normally just think, you know, I'm going to get up here in just a few minutes. But God kept telling me to get up. So I got up. I I started my normal routine I talked to you about a moment ago, worship and reading the word. And then God just started speaking to me and and I started some of my work and he just kind of pointed and directed me to some things. And and I started looking at some other churches at what they were doing about these things. And and so I I saw this and and God was guiding and directing my steps. By the time it was 10 a.m., I was making a phone call at after that phone call, God had opened a door for our church wow. that, that we'll be telling you about. But God had opened a door at 10 a.m. that only God could have opened. Yes. And if I had not gotten up at 4.30 a.m. when God said, get up, I'm not sure that I would have had that idea. Mm-hmm. Or God would have directed my path that way. I was ridiculously responsive, and I can't say that I always am. You know, sometimes God will speak to me about texting somebody. I don't know if that's happened to you, or to reach out to somebody. And sometimes I'll just get busy and I'll forget if I don't do it really quick and responsive and an obedient way. 
and and then something might happen to that person or a situation might happen with them that you know was a pain in their life or a struggle that they were going through and I and I realize God had told me yes. to reach out to them in that that moment and I didn't do it but God told me that a couple weeks ago he he just impressed me to to text one of my friends I hadn't talked to in months and just check on her so I checked on her. I tech. I was responsive at that point, and and I checked on her. Do you know that that she she was doing good? Family was doing good, but out of that whole situation, God provided for our church something that was miraculous, and it would not have happened a, a financial blessing that happened because I texted her, not in any intention. And I didn't even know the church would have the need, but it was a need that we ended up having. And God used that text to meet the need. Because I was obedient, because I was obedient, because I was ridiculously responsive. And again, I'm telling you, I am not always. But the more that that happens in my life, the more obedient I want to be. How about you? The more I see God at work and moving, the more I'm in close proximity with Him, it gets some momentum going. I want that for you. I want that for me. I want to live a blessed life. And God has laid it out for us. He's laid it out for us. Press into me. Press into my presence. Be humble. Have a clean, pure heart. And just be obedient. When I tell you, obey. God has put out, you know, things in the Bible that that we're lined up that we're supposed to do. And, you know, sometimes you can look at it as just a list of rules and regulations. But don't you know that God cares about us? He cares about the people we spend time with. He cares about our hearts. He cares about our children. He cares about how children respond to their parents. That's why he lays it out for us to have a blessed life. Live within these parameters. Just obey me. I created you, and I know what's best. And that's why I put this whole thing together for you. You know, it's it's really not that hard. We overcomplicate it. We call it religion, but it's really all about this relationship with our Heavenly Father who loves us, who's called us, who's given us purpose. He's placed us right here in 2020, right in the middle of a pandemic, right in the middle of an election season, right in the middle of craziness in our culture. He placed you and I here. He placed me here for a reason. And I want to live out my calling. You know what? I just don't have much else that I want to do. I want to just be God's girl. How about you? I want you to be God's guy. Let's make a difference with our lives. Time goes by so quickly. You know, I'm 51, so I know I'm getting on up there. And I'm realizing the brevity of life. But God has given us the opportunity to have eternal perspective from day one that we can see as he sees in relationship with him. And he is about just telling people about the love and the hope and the peace and the joy, the contentment found in relationship with Jesus Christ. And that's who we are. And he's placed us here for that reason. I love the book of Esther. I'm reading it right now. That God had called her for that time and for that season 
to make a difference. And that's God has called us as well. So there's power in proximity. There's power in closeness. What do we need to start doing and what do we need to stop doing? What is God speaking to you to have an obedient heart to Him? Is there something you need to start doing? Maybe it's, it's you have felt the call. I've had several uh, ladies reach out to me that I've never met during this whole COVID season, and I've connected with them in person. They just reached out to me online, and God is just speaking to them. They, they don't even know. They're just like, what's the next step? What can I do to grow in my relationship with God? I feel like God is telling me I need to grow. Well, you need to get into a life group. This We're getting ready to start our life group season, and uh, that's going to start in September. And we're going to be doing online groups. I think some groups are going to do maybe connect every other week in person if you're comfortable with that. But there's a group for you, and I encourage you to get in a group because we're going to just be pressing in to God through a study that we're going to be doing together called Rethink Life. And, and you're going to love it. It's just the core foundations of life. And we're going to be studying together. And that's, that's how we find, um, we know the right next steps in our life is by being in relationship with people that are following God. So we have that life group season. We have beach baptism coming up. Maybe your next step is to be baptized. You've given your life to Christ, maybe online. You've prayed the prayer. Maybe you haven't let us know. Please let us know. Come on, let us know. We want to know that you have prayed that prayer, that you're in relationship with God. And maybe your next step is to go public with that through the water baptism. We're going to go out to the beach on August 29th, and we're going to be baptizing. Maybe that's your next step. Whatever your next step is, maybe it's to, to join our starting point class that's going to be happening in September, and, and you find out your spiritual gifting, you find out your personality and how you can make a difference with your life, how you can make an impact and, and be a life lifter to other people around you, and, and join us and partner with us. Be a part of the Rethink Life fam. Yes. We want you to be a part. Maybe these are some of your next steps. But what is God speaking to you about starting? And what is God speaking to you about stopping? What is God telling you in your heart? Only you know. And He will speak. He'll continue to speak to you as you're in proximity with Him. But if you're not paying attention, you're not going to hear Him so much. It's that, that voice feels further and further away. It's like, again, being in the same room with somebody that you, you're in close physical proximity, but you're not in relationship. But God wants to speak to you. Obey Him. Press in and hear His voice in your life. And today, I just, I just, it's my prayer that, that we pray together that, yes, Lord, here I am. I am available. God, speak to me. Use me, God, in this crazy, crazy world. Only you, God, can tell me how I can make a difference. Only you, God, can fill me and give me confidence and hope in this crazy time. God, I want to know you with all that I am. So today, if you maybe don't have that, that personal relationship with Jesus Christ, can I pray with you? Because there's nothing that we want more as a church family for you to know God and have a relationship with Him through Jesus. God sent His one and only Son, Jesus, to die on the cross for your sin and for mine. He hung upon that cross. 
He shed his blood for us, and he died. They buried him, and then three days later, just as he said he would do, he arose from the grave, and he walked upon this earth. Then he resurrected into heaven. But because of the life that he brought back to life, we can have life too. We can have victory over sin. We can have victory over hell, and we can have heaven because of what Jesus has done for us. The Bible says that we just have to accept him as our Lord and declare that he is the Lord of our life. So I would love the opportunity to pray with you right now. If you have never started that relationship with God, I would love to pray with you right now. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you for those that are watching right now, God. And if there's someone right now, God, that is is wanting to start their relationship with you, Lord, I just pray that you would speak to their heart. And let's pray this prayer together. You just pray these simple words right after me. Father, thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for my sin. Thank you that he died, he was buried, and he rose again. Today, I confess that he is Lord. Lord, I admit that I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. And I believe these things that Jesus died on the cross and he was buried and rose again. And I confess today that he is the Lord of my life. I invite you, Jesus, to come live inside of me through your Holy Spirit to be my Lord and Savior. Thank you. Jesus, for saving my soul, thank you that you will never leave me. You will never forsake me. And as I draw near to you, you will draw near to me. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Well, thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, it would mean a great deal to us if you would consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. You can click on the share button, take a screenshot, and share it on your social stories. And be sure to tag us at Rethink Life Church. To learn more about our church, check out RethinkLife.com. Until next time, hey, we love you and believe the best is yet to come in your life.